The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Laurie Hernandez is an Olympic gold medalist and a silver medalist from the US of A. Not only that, she's a best-selling author. She was the youngest winner of Dancing with the Stars. And now she's actually in Japan. She's actually in Tokyo to watch, commentate on the gymnastics, generally have fun. And you've got a beautiful view in your hotel. Right, Laurie, everything's pretty sweet. Everything is running super smooth here. So I am I am blessed and grateful that I'm even in the vicinity. And do you have a plan for the opening ceremony then? You've got this like really unique position by kind of being there, but not, you know, like, but there's still like that, that barrier, isn't there, you know, between athlete and non-athlete? Yeah, you know, we cry when we're by ourselves and we have a rave when we're with other people. That's how this goes, right? <laughs> um, Justify. What can I say? <laughs> um, no, it's that's a very good point. It's something that I think about often and it's not often brought up by other people because I think everybody else thinks it's a really touchy subject. But like, yeah, I was trying to make it here as an athlete. And so like to get her uh, so close to the games it's like, it's, it is pretty heartbreaking. However, it doesn't mean that I'm not rooting for anybody. Like, I am super stoked to be here. This is a crazy opportunity. And, like, I do think it's going to be a lot of fun. Because, um, like, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity already to be an athlete and to compete at the Olympics. And now I get to kind of put on my commentator shoes and, and see the production side of things, which is not something that I would have ever been able to do. So let's go through day by day. Swimming. Right. Gymnastics and water don't always mix that well. How are you with um, with swimming and, you know, all that kind of business? Do you, do you watch it? Or do you like swimming? Um, so I, this is where I become um, just a tender, mere mortal and look back on all the moments where, um, like in 2012 or like 2008, I remember me and my mom sitting on the couch, or me and my mom and dad actually sitting on the couch and watching the Olympics and watching Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte or watching Michael because he's just been around for a very long time um, right. go out and dominate it. And I remember like seeing them swim their laps and, and on the screen they would put the country and the last name in each athlete's name or each athlete's lane. Um, and it was just like whoever was from the country or whoever was somebody that we knew of really well that was talked about a lot. Like... We were just pulling for them because it was exciting and, and, you know, it's, swimming is just very upfront. Like, who gets there first? It's like track. Like, who gets there first? Gymnastics is like, okay, well, she blinked and that was one-tenth deduction. If she blinked only with her left eye, she would have won by half a tenth or whatever it is. Like, you know, so, in other words, yes, (laughs) I do watch swimming. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've got a, a recommendation for, you know, I, I am British, so, you know, you know, full disclosure. And Adam Peaty is a, is a, is a world record holder and he's like uh, in the 100 metre breaststroke heats that day. So, you know, that one's to re- recommend. And also the judo starts. I'm not sure about your judo chops, uh, Laurie Hernandez, but I think that um, Clarice Agbegnenu is the French flag bearer and she is just so 
awesome. You know, like one of those people that is just so like, I think fighters especially, they have this like- They're so cool. It's one thing to have um, like gymnastics air awareness, like when we're twisting and flipping and to know where that is. It's another thing as a like fight or flight self-defense type of thing, even though it's not like they're in danger, but they are protecting themselves or like they are doing it in a way that has to do with defense. Like it just, it is so pleasing to the eye. Like that is very natural and very human, but yet not everybody can do what they do. It's so cool. No. And I agree, and every pretty much every elite fighter I've ever had the pleasure of meeting has got like this kind of calmness in their eyes that I can't really describe. Couldn't you be know, me, like, I have two so... brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> like between ADHD and anxiety, forget about it. People look at me in my eyes and there's like eight wildfires happening here. Like there's like four concerts, Two Lollapaloozas in an Olympic Games, like all in one eye. <laughs> that's, I mean, we won't get started on my eyes. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's true too. And also, w- w- one of the best things about the start of the Olympics is the gymnastics Ooh. starts. And we are lucky to have to be in the era of Simone Biles, right? Like just being in her aura, being like it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen with a swagger yes that's amazing i love it i guess it's not is simone the greatest it's why why is she the greatest of all time um honestly because nobody can do what she does like she's got not just one skill named after her and like the way that you get a skill named after you is that you do obviously something that nobody's done before and you have to nail it in a World Cup, World Championship, or Olympic Games. And if you do that, the skill gets named after you. Um, FIG, or like the Federation of International Gymnastics, gives it a difficulty level. And then that skill is now in place in, I don't even know if that's a word, but bear with me. Um, put into the code of points, which is sent to all the coaches out in the globe. And then now everybody knows what the skill is worth. And the, you can decide if it's difficult enough to like help your routine or like too hard or is it worth it to do? Like what is the risk factor? She doesn't have just one skill named after her. She has a handful of skills named after her. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, this yeah. girl, like I I tried to do a skill that nobody did before and I caught it and then the next day I slammed my ankle on the bar and got like a bone bruise. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you though. At least I tried. Like I will go take a nap now. <laughs> and um also Simone posted that ridiculous video of her on holiday diving off the side. Do you remember this where she like dived off the side of some platform? Is this the one where like, she did like a double double into, into the water? That's that's the one. <laughs> one time one time I dove into a pool and like got a giant migraine, which I guess kind of means that I got a concussion because I landed the wrong way. I dove. Okay. I dove. I didn't flip. It is my job <laughs> to flip, and I didn't do it. And I was like, wow, I hit the water kind of hard. That was crazy. I don't think I'm going to do that again. Right. Well, because Tom Daly said to us, you know, that it's a good career path maybe from gymnastics to diving, but that doesn't look like that's the case for you then, Laurie. No. Sure it is for a lot of other people. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, anyway, Tom Daly is in action on the 26th of July. And then the 27th of July is the women's team final, which is just straight up Team USA looking to get gold. I mean, it's one of these like themes, I think. It's one of those things where it's like there's, USA are so heavy favorites in lots of these events that it's like that expectation is a weird thing to deal with. Like, you know, it's still really hard. You know, Simone is a human being ultimately as well. You know, it doesn't just happen. So, uh, and I think the US women's national team, like they're a bit of the same thing when they, if they win, if they win, everyone's like, oh, well, we expect them to win because they're favorites. And then if they don't win, everyone's like, oh, you know, like that kind of uh, situation. I mean, yeah. Am I wrong in that, in that, in that feeling? Or is that, is that something that you, you know, you've dealt with that, right? Yeah. I mean, what's, well, that is a weird boat. What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> wait, wait, I don't know if you can see that. It's like not the little mini, the the, little mini boat that's going the, really fast. The the bottom is not on the water. It's that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's great. Wow. That's, that's that just really threw me off. That's that was my last brain cell. That was my last straw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> please, it's two a.m. in California. I'm still all right. I do think (laughs) I do think that there is um, a lot of pressure and expectation for Team USA to win everything. However, at least in 2016, we had a gut feeling that it was going to go well, but we never expect to win because as soon as you think you're going to win, that is where like all hell breaks loose and things go wrong. So we kind of went in like open expectations and just like, okay, we're just going to come in and do the best that we can. Like we have been training for this. We were selected here. We deserve to be here. And then we'll see what happens. And sure enough, we went in and we won by eight points and everybody was like, that is a huge, like we could have fallen eight times and it still would have worked out. Yeah. But then it's like to be on the outside now and to not be an athlete currently like in the games um, and to watch it from afar, I think you know, the pressure comes from a different place, if that makes like like we just wanted to do the best we could. Uh whereas like watching as an American, you're kinda like, oh, they're expect like they're expected to win. Can they handle that? And like I don't think that's what they're thinking about at all. I don't know. This whole thing is terrifying on the outside though. Like I could see why watching is so much worse than actually doing it. <laughs> Twenty eighth of July is supposed to be when the surfing finals happen, but it's kind of weather dependent. So anyway, you know, have you been surfing? Do you like? I mean, everyone sort of seen surfing and thought that looks good, right? At some point in their lives. Yeah, I I've seen people surf a lot in California rather than in New, Jer- in New Jersey. I've tried surfing a couple times. I've stood up once, and it wasn't. It was for like three seconds. So I have a surfboard. Can I do it? Not yet, but I do plan on getting good at it. Not good enough to compete, but I want to be able to be like, yeah, I surf. <laughs> like, just just for bragging rights. I think surfing is crazy. I'm so grateful my equipment doesn't move. That's like, that's nuts. <laughs> Their equipment is literally like, ah, oh, how's the weather? That determines how well I do. Like, ah, could not be me. <laughs> right? I'm 
That's so hectic that you have to rely upon a weather forecast to, uh, yeah, no, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm good indoors. And um, the next day, the 29th of July, is the women's all-around final like lights drop. I mean, how unbelievably difficult is it to win an all-around final? Like, that is such a test. It is hard. It is very hard. It is like, unless Simone is there, you don't know who's going to win, typically. Like, it's it's on shuffle. Because as a team, we're very strong. And individually, we're also very strong. But it, you know, somebody could have an off day. And, like, that's that happens all the time. Like, you never know what could happen. Like, day two of trials for us... Um, whatchamacallit, Simone had a, a slight mishap on beam and our, our our teammate for Team USA, who's here now, Sunisa Lee, um, had beat her in all-around score. And it was just because of one mistake. And so it's like little things like that can happen and that is terrifying to think about. <laughs> it's so amazing because you have to be so consistent. And that is just like, to me, the kind of idea that you can concentrate and keep calm for that long. Wow, I, that is just, it's beautiful to watch. I just love it. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm surprised I still then, have brain cells for that this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the 30th of July, so that's when the athletics kind of kicks in as well. And Shelly Ann Fraser Price, she's Jamaican, Olympic champion as well, uh, sprinter, um, a mum. Uh, she was tiny back in Beijing in 2008, and now you know, she's winning still somehow. Um, but it got me thinking that um, you have to be really fast on the floor routines, right? You know, like to get, you know, the airtime, you need to have, it needs to come from somewhere, right? The power needs to come. And so, yeah, how fast do you have to be to be a gymnast? Ooh, I don't have numbers, but you have to be fast. Um, height, you have to be fast, you have to be strong, and you have to have some kind of time sense. Um, like, it's there's a lot of multitasking that's happening, and especially when you're tumbling, you have a couple steps. You have, like, from three, anywhere from three to five steps that's all you get to generate the speed you need to do some like crazy stuff and then like if you hit the floor at a certain angle you don't go as high if you hit the floor and you're a little bit loose and your your body isn't tight when you hit the floor and like let's say your arms bend rather than like hitting them with you know hitting the floor with straight arms you go lower you go crooked or you start twisting too early things like that happen so you just have to have like so much like packed into your muscles in that split second um, and that's what makes Simone so great is that like she will take like two or three steps and not she'll jog into her passes. She'll literally go for a Sunday stroll, do the crossword puzzle and then pull out a triple double. Like I, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm doing like full on Alice and Felix, like but booking it and like still wiping out, you know. I think you're doing yourself down here quite a lot. Laurie, that does. I need to I need to just, you know, take a step out and just remember the the you on the balance beam and just remember how awesome you were yeah. i just like let's, <laughs> let's pause pause for a beam, moment to remember beam. how cool I will, that was. I will accept this rose for beam <laughs> um 
And so, uh, so that's on the 30th of July when Shelly Ann Fraser Price and the rest of the women's sprinters come along. I think on the 31st of July is probably Ed's recommendation, unmissable. 400 meter hurdles, women. Yes, please sign me up. It's like 4 a.m. where I am. I will be up watching that. Sydney McLaughlin, Team USA, world record holder versus the former world record holder, Dalila Mohammed, who's also on Team USA, defending Olympic champion, defending world champion. I mean, doesn't come much more like, you know, Hollywood. It's going to be fireworks. Track is probably one of my favorite Olympic sports to watch just because my brother did track growing up. And so, like, he would watch videos of other athletes doing things, and I would sit with him just because that was, like, what we did. Um, and I remember him talking about, like, Usain Bolt all the time and, like, going to Rio. And, see, and one of the girls was like, don't be weird about it, but Usain Bolt is sitting right behind you. And I was like, my brother's going to freak out! Like, <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, Sydney Van she, uh she's from New Jersey. And so, like... Being able to, you know, have that kind of connection out there. But, like, watching women do hurdles is literally watching, like, gazelles book it <laughs> in, like, Maleficent or something. Like, it is nuts. It is so incredible to watch. One of the other sports that happens that I'm really excited to watch is uh, the women skateboarding in the park discipline. We've got some of my favorite people in the entire world. Sky Brown, tiny little thing. She like, was on Dancing with the Stars 13. peanut edition. Right? Yeah. Peanut edition. <laughs> they, had, they had the kid <laughs> Dancing with the Stars little chicken nuggets. Um, but yeah, she was on there. Kiddo absolutely crushed it. We have her. I know... Um, Jordan Barrett and I share a sponsor and we met once and like she was just super, super cool. Um, there's a lot of athletes on there that I'm kind of meeting for the first time or that like I'm just now learning about them. Um, and like they are just so badass. Can I say that? Am I? Yeah. They are That's bad fun. butts. <laughs> I hated that. Oh, <laughs> ow. <laughs> I've got a good recommendation for you as well. Like in that, um, Lizzie Armanto is kind of from California, but is representing Finland. And she like is good friends with uh, Tony Hawk, who's kind of her mentor. And and she is just like super chilled and really, what, what you know, like a wise person when you speak to a wise person. And I think you're the same as me. It's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, listen. you've done this before. You've lived before. That's yeah. crazy. It's my first yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Lizzie. And another person who's very wise on the 5th of August, also TMES USA, shout out to Sakura Kokumai, uh, who is, it, is, she does karate. And she just lives this, like, very simple life. Karate, have you ever had any um, interaction with any of that kind of martial arts side of life? Um, I did karate when I was a little kid. My mom put us in as like a self-defense thing. Uh, my sister ended up becoming a black belt. I became a green belt, which is like, 
It was like white, red, and then green or something like that. I don't remember how they did it, but I was a green belt. Um, and they, there's a photo of me somewhere when I was little where they put a wooden board above my head and I went and I kicked it and I was in a split and I broke the board. And that was, that was my, (laughs) that's my experience with karate. (laughs) 7th of August, it's the women's marathon. Now, a lot of people, as they get older, suddenly start, for some reason, deciding that endurance sport is is a good idea. I don't think you're in that category yet, right? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> My endurance is so bad. I, um... I just... The only... T- if you ever see me running, you should start running too. Like, that's the only time I'm running. <laughs> like, I... I like to think that um, one day I'll enjoy it. I'll be like, you know what? I'm really stressed. Let me go for a run. It hasn't happened yet. Turns out when I'm stressed, I eat bread. So I wish, I wish that was, I have so much like respect for those who do marathons because that is hard. That is next level hard. Like that is like a different version human hard. I mean, I when I get stressed, I run and eat bread. Uh, anyway, the next day is Elliot Kipchoge in the marathon, and he is from Kenya. He is an amazing person and uh, Olympic champion, uh, breaking the two-hour mark as you know a marathon runner as well. And that's just what a way to close out on the final day. Plus, we have that basketball final as well which if you can't tune in and get excited about that as a sports fan then i think you've got to just give up just move on because the sports it's not for you i'm gonna i'm gonna ask that you rethink that and try again and then you know that's that stuff basketball is very entertaining to watch i do like watching it So I wanted to kind of end with your the way that you calm down. I like it's helped me. I have to say it's a good idea. So yeah, what is it? Uh, I think I've picked up a couple more things just because sometimes one doesn't work, and I'm like, everything is not working. <laughs> so you got to build like a little a little toolbox, a little arsenal of things that when one doesn't work, you could whip out another. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. The other day I was feeling really anxious and like my body was getting kind of reactive about it. Um, and like my heart was beating super fast and I could hear it in my ears. And the only time that that's really happened was like right before competing a routine. And so to not have any situation that called for it, I was just anxious. I was <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait, it's not going away. Um, and it stayed for a while and I just kind of had to sit and like breathe through it. And I put on a podcast and I did like a crossword puzzle, cried a little bit and just had to like let it pass. But all of those things combined were like really helpful, like getting my brain to do something else or um, listening to people talk on podcasts. It's really like it's really soothing. <laughs> um, but reminding myself to breathe like it's also um you know, your, your body starts to freak out when you're anxious because 
you know, when your brain goes into fight or flight, it's kind of cutting off the oxygen that's getting into your brain. Um, and so your body's like, we got to tell her there's an emergency. Shake her hands. <laughs> Make her hurl. <laughs> like, she's got to know there's a problem. Uh, and the best part is that, like, there usually isn't one. Um, and so the only way to get your body to stop doing that is to breathe and give your, re, you know, re-put that oxygen back into your brain. And it takes a couple minutes, but it's like a full body reset. You know, that was a really long answer, but um, knowing the anatomy of it helps when it's happening. So, Okay, last question. You need to pick a number between 1 and 35, and then I will give you your random last question. Oh, that's a lot of options. Um... I almost said 37. Uh, okay. Oh, I please, want... <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what about 17? <gasps> oh, yes. That's a really good one. Yay, yes, okay. let's have 17. Which talent would you most like to have? So you can have any talent in the world. What one would you most like to have? Uh, <laughs> I'm one of those people that can't make decisions. Uh, okay, let's think. Anything, anything. I wish I was an in, like, intuitive cook. Like, I wish I could just open up a fridge and see all the ingredients and be like, yes, I'm going to make this really gourmet dish with what I have. But no, I burn bread. I could break water. I could burn water. I could do it. I could boil water and I, it could still be cold. Like, I don't know how that happens, but, like, something's going to go wrong when I'm in the kitchen. I was uh, filming this docuseries, and I was trying to make, like, a, a breakfast burrito, and I put the fajita, like, on the toaster because I thought that it would toast the fajita, um, which was an awful idea because it trapped the heat and the fire alarm went off and the fajita was black, and I just... That is something that I cannot do. Everybody's like, you can sing, you can dance, you can act, you can... But you're an athlete. What can you not do? Cook. I cannot cook. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was great. I was almost like, come on, you could have any talent in the world. But now I understand. Just um, think about, I like, I could, I could show up at your place and be like, what do you want for dinner? And you could say, I don't know, look at what I have. And then, boom, you have pesto pasta because you had, I don't even know what's in pesto pasta, but you had it. To be honest, I have this talent. It's you need pine nuts. You need basil. Uh, basil, and you need some parmesan cheese. You need some really nice olive oil, extra virgin, preferably from Perugia. I made pesto and once, and I completely spaghetti. forgot about it. Yeah, there you go. Off we go. That's all you need. I'm gonna need a pesto recipe after this. <laughs> oh, Laurie. It's so great to talk to you. And I really, really hope that, you know, you have a great time in Tokyo and, uh, yeah, you see some amazing stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you just get so much serotonin watching and I, I, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the games. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel Podcast. Such a dream come true to speak to Laurie. She'll be making another appearance on the podcast before the end of the games. Absolutely for definite, for sure. In the meantime, if you want some more fantastic gymnastics, we had world champion British gymnast Joe Fraser on the podcast a few weeks back. Here's a clip. Throughout my whole career, I've always felt like when I when I achieve something, because you, you literally go through your whole career trying to achieve these goals, 
And once I achieve them, you kind of go, okay, what's next? But since since then, I've had time to reflect and just think about the best way I can be myself. Loved speaking to Joe. Well worth your time, that interview in full. All right, that's it for now. Stay safe, stronger together, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Think, Think like an Olympian. Olympian.